1: Yeah, it's Mr. Oncubb, fantasy sports and politics, crew, yeah, check, fantasy sports and politics, ain't no the talk show,
2: Thursday night is the right time to kick back and listen to the FSP crew show as they break down the, what
3: the heck happened there, let's start this all over again people.
1: Yeah, it's Mr. Encore. Fantasy sports and politics Politics. crew. Yeah, check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place? You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, Crew. yeah. come on Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew, Crew. Yeah Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew, Crew. Uh yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, lock on Peace right. It's that
3: time, people It's getting closer. It is getting closer. I am JT, a.k.a. the master. And I'm joined by my esteemed co-host, Jeff the Joker, and we make up the FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. You know I repeat this, so I'm going to say it again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to or me. Got a great show in store for you today, tonight, whatever you want to call it um going to be talking about uh, another one bites the dust that's all i got to say uh, uh uh and uh we're going to be talking about NFL because other things are happening too that um impact uh the NFL uh and uh each one of these 32 teams So without further ado, oh, let me me put put this out there. We also have a chat room. If you want to lay your knowledge or ask a question in the chat room, you can also also do that. Um, What you put in is what you're going to get out of that chat room. So it is what it is. So without further ado, with all the machinations that were going on earlier starting this show, let's bring in my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy. We call him Jeff. And we also call him the Joker. What's up, my man?
4: Hey, Jerry, what's going on?
3: Oh, boy, you sound off a reserve, man, but that's okay. That's that's just who you are, which is fine. No problem. Um, The the weeks have been winding down. This is the last, I should say, yeah, this is the last full week before a week from today. In fact, a week exactly from
4: today at 8 o'clock.
3: First game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots are going is are going to play, on the first regular season game, and when that happens, fantasy football it will be in full effect. Football season will be back to all who watch it, including Jeff and I, and uh, probably a lot of you esteemed listeners also, but. Speaking of the New England Patriots, and Jeff, you knew we were going to talk about this, because this is some nice, good news for Robert Kraft and company. Um, They're shining, the knight in shining armor. Um, is still a knight in shining armor. Um, And uh, Jeff, another one, I said another one bites the dust. I mean, another... A round of the NFL bites the dust and gets sand kicked in their face, meaning Roger Goodell and company. The Gate ruling further annihilates Roger Goodell legacy and NFL image. I'm going to read this article that I got from the Bleacher Report. And it's by Jeff Freeman, who is an NFL national lead writer which is today, and that was the lead um, title of it, Deflategate Ruling Further Annihilates Roger Goodell's Legacy and NFL's Image. First, and he laid it out pretty well. First, the NFL picked the court. Yeah. The league thought got him. Home court advantage. Second, the league put forth the notion that Tom Brady destroyed his cell phone. Yeah. The league thought, got him, broke your phone, broke the rules. Then the league talked about the process. The process, the process, the process. Yeah, the league thought, our league, our CBA, our rules, got him. But something strange happened along the way to total victory. That favorable court, question mark, the judge began to intensely question the league, and its motives. The destroyed cell phone? Question mark. The judge obviously didn't think it was egreg- egreg- egregious as the league and many in the media did. That it, that process? Question mark. It sucked. Wasn't fair. To sum it up, fell were tyrants, and Brady was William Wallace fighting the Brits. Judge Richard Beerman wrote in in part of the decision that Goodell dispensed his own brand of industrial justice. This is a magnificently stunning quote. It is the kind of quote in the ruling that turns the NFL's world upside down. Goodell has now lost in court to check this out, people. Adrian Peterson, Ray Rice, and Tom Brady, and you might. Want to throw in Greg Hardy in there as well. He, uh, appeals officer Harold Henderson reduced Hardy's suspension from 10 to 4 games. None of this is a coincidence. This is a pattern, a pattern of losing, a pattern of the NFL getting its ass kicked because judge after judge, arbitrator after arbitrator, thinks it's a bully, thinks it's unfair. An independent, excuse me, an independent judge, Barbara Jones, in the Rice case said she believed Rice's testimony over the over the leagues. Judge David Doty destroyed the league in the Peterson case. So, Jeff, uh, let me put it this way. Let me finish this. To be fair, Doty is to the Union when Vulcans are to Starfleet. <laughs> he constantly sides with the players, but now Jones... And Bierman have blasted the league too. Berman in the venue that the league wanted. Brady beat the NFL the way the Patriot beat the Colts in that infamous game. The court found that Brady's awareness of the deflation of football was not a fair basis for punishing him. The court also found that it was unfair to hold Brady accountable to be generally aware of football deflation when there had been no previous notice. One of the more important rebukes of the leak to me was how the judge body slammed the NFL's logic that ball deflation was the same as using steroids. On my record, as saying I think Brady was involved, I'm still convinced of that. As Eddie George said on the Dan Patrick show, I'm after the ruling was announced, Tom is a great player, a great person. I get it. But through the years... Coming out of that organization, there have been various times that we pushed the envelope in terms of trying to win ball games. Whether it's stealing signals, whether it's getting the playbook or something, if you did the crime, you just take the punishment. But this clearly shows to me that they play a different set of rules, and they're above the law to some degree. I text, and it's, this guy goes on and says, I text with Pat's players who simply said Tom was screwed by Goodell, and now Goodell has to live with getting his ass kicked in court yet again. Now, the the union issued a statement, and one part of it rang true. This decision should prove once and for all that our bargaining agreement does not grant this commissioner the authority authority to be unfair, arbitrary, and misleading. While the CBA grants the person who occupies the position of commissioner the ability to judiciously and fairly exercise the designated power of that position, the union did not agree to to attempts to unfairly, illegally exercise that power, contrary to what the NFL has repeatedly and wrongfully claimed. The court's decision is the kind of stinging rebuke that demolishes legacies, injuring them beyond repair. Um, His legacy is being annihilated slowly, drip by drip, case by case. I'm not gonna go on any further. Jeff, what are your thoughts?
4: You know, um, ahead of time I got the I got the impression based on experts and uh and just on instinct that uh the NFL was losing court again and I can't stand Roger Goodell. Um I I think he's a buffoon and Uh, you know, successful people, I mean, very successful people, you know, CEOs, presidents, governors, senators, you know, big time people like that have official and unofficial advisors. And uh, uh, where are Goodell's advisors? He doesn't listen to them or or what? And um, a lot of these bad decisions that he's made, he had a chance to sleep on it. It wasn't like he had to do it on his feet, you know, which sometimes it's hard to think on your feet. Um, I can't stand Goodell. I mean, I, like a lot of people, I, I like to champion the little guy. Brady isn't exactly a little guy. But, hey, he's got rights of due process just like everyone else. And one of the many things I don't like about Goodell, with him creating and taking on this role of the new sheriff in town, he, um you know, it seems like he's making it up as he goes along, you know, and that's that's part of it. And, uh, you know, lack of due process, lack of transparency, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I can't like somebody like that. And, uh, um, and the court that where it took place was handpicked by the NFL, still lost. It's like, a, you know, when I was a kid, I must have saw every episode of the Brady Bunch at least twice. You know, it was a popular show back then. And um, there was that episode when – uh Bobby was getting a complex because he couldn't win in anything. And he kept saying, he said, I lost again. That's Goodell. (laughs) And, uh, you know, uh, I I, I don't understand how he still got a job because, you know, he's made the league look so bad. And, um, you know, before this season, this is what people are talking about. They're not talking about, you know, the, the actual football. They're talking about the litigation um the uh the patriots i think all the teams are playing tonight um they they're um playing at home against the giants who they usually play in the preseason yeah, usually it's they teams don't like to travel far for uh the preseason games and i i didn't think it was going to happen but there was talk that brady was going to play the first series of uh the game but they this is the fourth game so well, most of the stars and a lot of the starters aren't even going to see the field. So, um, you know, meanwhile, of course, you know, the owner's got to charge full full price for these uh, these bad games. I mean, the only thing, the only preseason game that usually resembles an NFL game is week three, which uh, we just saw. So, huh?
1: well, to,
3: to to put the, uh, not to put a cap on it, but also further to, to tell you, and you probably know this, that the NFL already filed a, an appeal. Um, they're not gonna be looking for a stay, uh, to prevent Tom Brady from playing, but they did file an, an appeal uh, of the ruling. Uh, so um so whenever the appeal is heard, um Tom Brady gets to play, um, up until I guess a ruling, whether it's a negative or a positive toward him, uh, quite naturally if it's negative then um then Tom Brady and the union has to uh uh do what they have to, have to do, if it's positive, then more likely uh, uh, the NFL will uh, go go silently into the night. Let me put it that way. I, w- I would think they would. Um, it seems like they, they they don't want to give up this fight. Uh, they took it to like like I said in the article. They took it uh, a, a step ahead of the union to make sure that they would be able to get into a spot where they thought would be more favorable to them in New York versus Minnesota and, and Judge Doty. Uh, And they got Judge Beerman and uh, Berman, I should say, I keep on calling Beerman Berman and um, thinking that they would, um, all the ducks would line up in a row and they would be able to uh, uh, get some satisfaction in their favor. And, surprisingly and, and I was surprised cuz I thought this was this is probably probably one that they were going to lose but uh apparently uh, the judge uh said no we're not going to we're not going to go for it um you kind of overstepped your bounds and and uh um uh, I'm going to rein in you a little bit uh Mr. Goodell and company and uh rule in favor of the player, uh so we'll have to wait and see what happens and how long it's gonna take. It's probably gonna drag out for quite a while now. I don't think it's it's a rush to get that appeal heard um so uh, Tom Brady more than likely is uh, even if he did did even if it got overturned, Tom Brady still probably wouldn't even have to sweat about not playing this year. And missing any games. So, all that hype about Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo um, playing, um, what's going to happen, the Pager is panicking, uh, and uh, um, making sure that Garoppolo gets uh, as many reps and, and uh, Tom Brady has to take a back seat because uh, uh, the situation may not be in his favor. Off or not? I saw a, a picture today. With Tom Brady sitting on the bench, looking up at grap- Garoppolo, laughing, and saying, you thought you were going to, you thought you were starting, or you thought you were going to play, something like that. So that was that was the caption. So all those people who drafted Tom Brady in a in their drafts in fantasy um, have a sigh of relief now that Tom Brady is going to be playing. Um, from the first game, like I said, a week from today at 8 o'clock. And uh, more than likely, they'll unveil their uh, Super Bowl banner, their fourth Super Bowl banner, um, and Foxboro when the Pittsburgh Steelers visit. And uh, it is what it is. All right, for those who don't know, The teams, all the NFL teams, all thirty-two teams, had to get their rosters from ninety down to seventy-five on Monday. Seventy-five on Monday. All the NFL teams today, tonight, are playing. Every last one of them are playing. Your favorite team, whoever it is, is playing. Um, they're all playing but they're not more likely they're not playing the starters. Um, and if the starters are playing, they play one, one snap, maybe a series, and they get the hell out of there and watch guys who are fighting for their positions or vi- fight, fighting for a position on a team because cuts are going to be made come Saturday. And those teams, all 32 teams, have to get down to 53. They have to get down to 53. So you, you're going to have guys putting it all out there like it's their last um, day on earth. And they have uh, one shot to save themselves. And uh, that one shot is to get go balls to the wall tonight regardless of what you do, I mean what, what position you're in,
2: uh,
3: and uh, how many snaps you get um hope you got to hope you get a lot of snaps so you get uh seen quite a bit so you have an opportunity to uh make a case on the field that you should be one of the 53 of, of the 32 teams that uh, uh uh are going to be playing their first game um after Thursday and the Patri- in, in, in the Patriots and the um Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jeff, I'm going to ask you about your team because your JPP. I think from when I, I just saw something said he's not going to come back until next week. Um, that's like, uh, um, a few days before uh, the regular season starts. Uh, quite naturally, I don't think he's going to be playing in the first game, or if he does, it's very limited. What's your thoughts?
4: Yeah, um, I mean the reason being uh he didn't well from what I've heard, he didn't want to show up until he'd be able to pass the physical because I guess that's an issue because of the problem with his hand, um, you know, missing a finger now and with the other one fractured. So that's what he was waiting for because if he showed up and he couldn't pass the physical, then they could put him on the non football injury list and then they wouldn't have to pay him anything. So that's why You know, he uh, hasn't shown up yet. I mean, the thing is, maybe um, this year, because of the injury and the lack of training camp, they they might use him, I think, in a more specialized role. I mean, uh, he's known for his uh, pass rushing, but maybe they'll not play him as much against the run so we could focus on, uh, you know, rushing the passer, and that's very important, and uh, usually... The Giants have pretty good depth at that, uh, but not so much anymore. But, uh, you know, hands last year, he missed all the training camp and uh, was practically invisible the first game, but then had a good season and uh, went out on top. So, uh, uh, you know, Tapp uh, is an excellent athlete. So, you know, maybe he could overcome, you know, with uh, the loss of strength in the one hand and uh, missing out on the camp. Cause, uh yeah he was raw when he first came into the league, but you know he he knows what he's doing now, so uh but yeah uh uh like Dalvin back, they really need the pass rush.
3: go down this route here um I just saw this it just it just showed up in the world that uh, greg Hardy as despicable as uh what he was accused of and uh um because he paid the his victim off um and she refused to. Uh, appear or make herself available for um, a testimony or appearance in court. Uh, so it was uh, basically dismissed. Um, and he had a 10-game suspension. And uh, that was reduced like I told you, Harold Henderson reduced it to four games. Now, Greg Hardy is considering an appeal of his four-game suspension in the wake of Tom Brady's appeal. Win. Um so if, if Hardy can earn a stay, the Cowboys' vent event will be in a position of strength entering the season. My question to you, Jeff, is, you know, you, you had 10 games, you look, and you, you set out all last year, I think, except for one, um, because of what took place. Uh, and then, then they, on top of that, he gave you 10 games. Harold Henderson uh, reduced it to four. Would you... And and I'm not a player, and it it, it I can't say it can backfire because he's already had four games, so it can't get any worse than that. Um, would you appeal that four-game uh, suspension to see if uh, 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 you can get it reduced completely or thrown out? What's your thoughts you know, on that? Or
4: would you uh, just take 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 your punishment
3: and uh, uh, move on?
4: I hate what Greg Hardy did no doubt about it, but I don't like the fact that the NFL, which is basically an employer, I guess it represents 32 different employers, think that they could create their own court. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. Hardy manipulated the legal system. Unfortunately, it happens. Uh, it, it stinks, but but it can happen. It, the legal system, it's not perfect. I don't think it's perfect anywhere, but it's the legal system. It's a system. It usually works. Uh, I'll take what the legal system says over the NFL. Because the NFL, they got no rules. They got no laws. It's just, uh, you know, this buffoon who thinks he could do whatever he wants. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. it, it's like if uh, I got in a little trouble, let's say. You know, I don't think anything too bad. I don't know. Maybe a accidental trespassing or a motor vehicle thing or something or whatever, uh fight or something. But let's say if I got into a, a misdemeanor thing it had nothing to do with work, and let's say, you know, I had to go through the court system and they, you know, decided, whatever, I would not want my employer saying, oh, well now we're going to punish you too. And we're not going to have any due process or anything. We're just going to do whatever we feel like. I, I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't think an employer has, the right to divorce themselves from the legal process and and that's basically what goodell wants to do and i, I think it's because he's pandering to idiots i mean the nfl it's a lot of players what about 1600 players they're young men in their 20s and 30s you're going to have a couple bad apples that doesn't mean you need a dictator to put on a show to appease a bunch of morons this a bunch of simpletons uh but that's what he wanted to do and uh Look what it got him? Now
3: he's a he's a punchline. Speaking of punchlines, uh, he may be a um, he may be punching his ticket uh, out of the uh, his office. Um, and I'm, the reason I'm saying this is because that um, Bleacher Report's Jason Cole reported several owners did not want the NFL to appeal the Deflate Gate decision. Cole reports several owners want to see the saga end once and for all. Goodell almost had to appeal to the decision which lasted the league's handling of the deflate gate situation, but it is yet another decision which could strain his relationship with the owners. Cole reports the NFL PA and the owners agree the NFL needs to overhaul the disciplinary uh, process. So the NFL owners, not all of them, but there's 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 some rumbling out there that these NFL owners had 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 enough of this, and just let it go. Um, you you t- took the process, you put it like and I keep on reiterating: this, the NFL did everything it could possibly do to gain an advantage over the uh, Tom Brady and the uh, NFLPA in this decision, and it didn't work out. You know what? You took your best shot, um, and it didn't work. Uh, let it go, and like you said, Jeff, I think it's just, it's it's about an ego thing now, and um, and uh, I think uh, this is just another poor decision that the NFL decided and Roger Goodell, because he's the head man, decided to appeal this. He he could easily have said. You know what? It, 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 we, we 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 took our best shot. I took you guys' advice, and we we did, took all the necessary steps to put the ball in our court and to win this thing over uh, once and for all and, and get one up on the NFLPA. But it didn't happen. Let it go. Nope. He didn't say that. He took either he took the advice of of his legal team or whatever to appeal it, or he said all on his own. Let's appeal it. But I got to think he has the final decision whether to let this go or push on with another appeal. And in my opinion, just like you are saying, it's another poor decision for a guy who's getting an average salary of $44 million. You don't expect somebody who's making that type of money to be making the type of decisions that he's been making over the last year or so. Um, so I don't know how tenuous his uh, um, his job is, but if it was me and if I was one of the owners and I had a guy making that amount of money, making all the mistakes and, and, and the guys in his office that he's in charge of making all these mistakes and looking like and having all kinds of pie in my face, Medium owners and, and and the NFL office. I I'd, I'd be looking elsewhere for a replacement, or replacements uh, of his underlings, um, and, and I think that's going to happen. Some some somebody heads going to roll, or heads heads are going to roll in this because the fact is, uh, this is too many times that the NFL has had dirt, sand, mud, whatever you want to talk about. Kicked in their face, and they can't do anything about it, uh, but take it. Your thoughts?
4: Oh well, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm so tired of this guy. It's uh, I don't get it. You know, because I'm telling you, most of these uh, owners they'd fire a secretary if uh, she sharpened the pencil the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? And, and they and they keep this clown around, and I uh, I can't stand the guy for legitimate reasons, and uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. And I'll tell you. Um, I don't think he had a great image, but looking back, uh, his predecessor, Paul Tadriabu, very intelligent, never looked like a fool. It's funny because doesn't like him. Uh, I guess he's probably jealous. Um, and uh, they need someone like him, you know, uh, uh, just a, someone who's well educated, of course, and very, very intelligent. That's who they need.
3: Yeah, you're right. And, and I think the owners wanted somebody to come in uh that would be a enforcer. Uh they were looking for someone to come in to um uh, wield the wield the the power of the league and the owners, um uh, versus what Taglibu. Taglibu was more of a um uh wasn't as um hard line as uh Goodell portrays himself to be. But um, just like uh, um a lot of leadership um uh, you have to have some type of uh, balancing act uh you just can't go balls to the wall and think that whatever you say is gonna go all the time and then not have any repercussions well, over this last year or so um, they've gotten they've gotten slapped in the face over and over again by. Um, multiple judges, multiple judges, um, and, and with not too kind of words about their whole process. Um, so um, I don't know if Goodell and, and and his underlings are capable of bringing about something that would be equitable and fair um, between the league and the um, players. Versus trying to weaken the players' association to the fact that the owners and, and Goodell can do as they please, which that's not going to happen, uh, even though they, they wish it would happen. That's one reason why Goodell's there. Um, and now they have to, they have to take uh, several steps back and regroup. And uh, I would be surprised that after this season, Roger Goodell steps down uh, in one form or fashion. Uh, because too many gaps, and, he, and they're paying them too much money, even though they're making a lot of money. On uh, the revenue has been kicked up uh, substantially with uh, Goodell in office, um, but the image that the NFL is portraying, um, and with Goodell in charge, is, can can hurt the, the bottom line. Um, so uh, we'll have to wait and see uh, to see what happens. But uh, we're going to go to um, uh, a couple of uh, – a break, about a couple-minute break. And then we'll be back and talk more NFL. All right. We'll be back.
0: Victor Gardner began the fantasy sports and politics brand with the idea of combining two of his passions into a radio show. He then learned that politics were 95% of sports. When you tune into the Fantasy Sports and Politics Show every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, Mr. FSP himself, Vic Gardner, and Jerry, the master Taylor will go over the weekend sports prep you for your upcoming fantasy games and spark a debate politicians would love to hear that's the fsp show every saturday at 1 p.m on blog forward slash v-i-c-h-b-k you can listen at spotonradio.web.com after the show as it streams 24 7 365 for other informative programs as well information motivation variety
2: Looking for fantasy sports advice? How about informative conversation? Look no further as the Master Plan features two men that can help in both areas. Jerry, the master Taylor, and Lance, the NFL exporter goodman, provide you with a fantasy fix live every Sunday morning on The Master Plan at blogtalkradio.com forward slash v-i-c-h-b-k at 10 a.m. Eastern time. You can listen at spotonradio.webs.com after the show as it streams 24-7, 365, and listen to other informative programs as well. That's The Master Plan, Sundays, 10 a.m. Eastern on blogtalkradio.com forward slash v i c HBK and streaming at Spotonradio.web.com. Information Motivation Variety The Master Plan
1: Alright
3: we are back I am JT aka The Master and I'm joined by my esteemed co-host Jeff the Joker Two Jersey guys laying it down We make up the FSP crew show Uh, The number to call in is 347-637-3220, 347-637-3220. If you'd like to talk to us about any subject, sports, fantasy, uh, that's what I'm about to talk about now, uh, or anything else that uh, that may be on your mind. All right, people. Jeff and I are in um, two, I think, two leagues. One, two, two leagues. Am I right about that, Jeff, or three? Yes, sir. Uh, At least two. Two, two leagues, right? Two years, two mm-hmm. years. One in one in Yahoo and one in ESPN. Uh we just had our our, our e, uh, Yahoo draft um this past Sunday, the thirtieth. Uh and, and um we we already completed the trade, uh, Jeff and I. Um after the um draft was over, uh Jeff had a, an, an epiphany. Um <laughs> And uh decided to offer me a, a individual uh two high profile players. Let me put it that way. Two high profile players. Um and I had to think long and hard if I wanted to give up the individual that he asked for, uh versus uh, uh giving uh getting the individual that he had offered. Uh the 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 uh, trading question was this. Um Jeff wanted to um um had Andrew Luck as a quarterback and offered me Andrew Luck for Le'Veon Bell. Now thinking of my quarterback situation versus my running back situation, um, I I, I because of the running back that I had on my roster, um, including uh Le'Veon Bell, I thought I could um give up my that running back and not substantially hurt myself um, in the running back position, but gained quite a bit in the quarterback position, uh, especially with the number two rated and, and with some uh, ranks, the number one rated quarterback in fantasy. Uh, to me, uh, I, I had to think about it because uh, I, I really like running backs. And I really like uh, Le'Veon Bell a lot. Um, I touted him uh, uh, enormously last year, and he had a he had a uh, monster year last year. And I kept him as a keeper in the in this league, hoping to use him in the uh, uh, this up and coming fantasy season. But the offer that Jeff put out there, just like Vito Corleone was an offer I couldn't refuse. So, uh I decided to pass it on to Jeff, uh Levion Bell, and in turn, uh I was able to get uh Andrew Luck. Uh Jeff, um before I bring in uh Mike, what are your thoughts uh about your well, thoughts on
4: offering me? Just to um, add to that, the the reason I made the trade was uh I also had Matt Ryan. If I didn't have another good quarterback, I, I probably right. wouldn't have traded Luck. And I I had a need at running back. I had uh, uh, Melvin Gordon and Carlos Hyde, who I think are both, you know, RB2, hopefully maybe RB3, but I really wanted one legit RB1. And since I had the surplus at quarterback, I I figured I would trade Luck or Ryan, but if I wanted a real top-tier running back, I knew knew I'd have to trade luck as much as I didn't want to, but that's the way it works. You know, you're not – you have to give quality to get quality. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I wouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it, but I I did have a need. And I I, uh, looked at the rosters of the other teams, and I looked at other teams that might want a quarterback and, you know, would have some talent at running back available. And uh, you know, so I made offers to a few teams and I'm glad I, I I wanted to be systematic because I I made I offered luck to a few teams and I figured let me wait till I get replies from all those teams before I start offering Matt Ryan because if I'm offering both at the same time and both get agreed to, then I'll have no quarterbacks and that right. that'd be messed up. So
1: right.
4: I'm glad too long, and I think it's one of the benefits of having almost an extra week between the drafts and the start of the season. It kind of worked out very well. So it gives mm-hmm. you time, you know, to make a trade, uh, do waivers, uh, set your lineup. It gives you plenty of time because sometimes you only have a few days between the draft and when the season starts. But now, um, I don't know if you noticed, in the other league, the ESPN league, one of the gentlemen in that league Drafted the first three rounds, and I don't know why his draft got a good rating. His first three rounds, I think he, he must have messed up the auto-programming. First three picks, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. All three are excellent <laughs> quarterbacks, but you can only start one at a time. And that, that team being team young, of course, you know, um, I really like my team in that league. It's uh, I think I have a very... Very good, solid lineup. Um, but, you know, I'm willing to upgrade a little at quarterback, you know, based on uh, who I have. And, you know, I made him a couple offers, and it's very hard to trade in that league because of the roster maximums. Uh, you can only carry five running backs and uh, six wide receivers, but uh, I've been willing to offer him some talent at wide receiver for quarterback. He declined. But, you know, sometimes, you know, he, If you want to make a deal, you know, you got to communicate. I think that helps with the trade. You know, just like real simple. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm willing. And then it's like, yes, no thanks. Also, I think people should use uh, the trading blocks because that's a good way to make a trade happen. And, And there's some people, for whatever reason, won't trade no matter what. Like, they'd rather lose than trade. I don't understand that. I mean, usually... If my team is good, everything's going right, I'm not necessarily looking to trade. I mean, I'll consider it, but I'm not really looking. But if I have a need, probably more likely going to look for it. But, I I mean, I've seen people who just, they they won't trade. They'll just rather lose week after week. I don't get that. And I don't understand how a guy could draft quarterbacks in the first three rounds and still get a good draft rating. But all I got to be also see i'm also i'm the kind of owner i'm not like you ever know somebody's i hate the term owner it sounds ridiculous gm i'm a I'm kind of fancy gm I, I usually mind my own business because once in a while you get these bozos and they're too busy managing everybody else's team except their own you know what i'm saying right. yeah right. and oh black yes yeah, Sorry. uh i'm hogging the mic uh but, uh, oh, no, you
5: you did. I, I I I came on and you guys were talking about a blockbuster trade. I, I was sitting listening.
4: Yeah, well, yeah, we we pulled it off, you know. Um, yeah. I'm I'm glad it worked for both of us. But uh, so, you know, I, I didn't notice during the draft because you know my thing is when I'm drafting. Once in a while, you know, you hear people talk about drafting, saying, "Oh, well, if this guy needs this and this guy needs this, you get that." And I'm like, I can't predict what other people are going to do, even if it's something that looks obvious. During a draft, I'm just focused on who I got, who's still on the board, and who I need, and I'm totally focused on that. So I didn't notice at the time that that guy took quarterbacks in the first three rounds. Yeah, um, I mean, right
3: now. So, so I'm uh, his yeah. Roster right now. Got Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron
5: Rodgers. What's
3: the what, what name of this? Team,
5: what team, it? What,
3: team what you Young. Team Young. Team Young. Unbelievable! I've never but, seen but that you before. But he got a good rating. Well, you know You're what happens accurate is. Those... Yeah. What happens is in ESPN, and I notice this is a lot. Uh, it it uh, depends on uh, 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 the quarterback that you 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 um, uh, draft. Um. And uh, he drafted three of the top quarterbacks, so I can't. I'm not surprised that he didn't. Get, he got a top rating. I don't know exactly what it was, um, but uh, I gotta believe he got a pretty top rate, pretty hard rating for it. Let me see if I can
5: find out what he got here. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I looking remember, at, I'm looking at the roster. The, the rest of the roster is kind of trashy. Goodness in my heart, I've been trying to offer him a, a, a wide receiver for
4: one of his quarterbacks, and he's not interested. It's like, all right, well, whatever. I, I like my team a lot, you know. Um, but, I mean, he should be – you know, like I said, I I, I, I I mind my own business. But if I had Team Young, I, I'd be trying to wheel and deal – you know yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like you know, make it happen, do something because yeah uh,
5: I mean, okay, and, and his
4: wide receivers are real bad um yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean uh at least you, you figure with with those three quarterbacks to keep one, he could get decent players for the other two, and you know I made a couple offers just rejected doesn't want to you know doesn't want to communicate whatever it's his loss you know um but man if i if i had that roster i i'd, I'd be making the effort to deal uh, whatever I, I i'll tell you when i was i think it was i'm looking at the draft uh when it was the 7th round i was ready yeah, it was a i was ready to get a quarterback but because i think because he took those three guys, he kind of made a run on quarterbacks. And and about that pick is around pick 74. There, there was no uh, Roethlisberger. There was no Matt Ryan. There was no Cam Newton. And, you know, those guys are rated, I guess, late 60s into the 90s. And then, boom, I, I wasn't going to draft somebody rated in the hundreds and in, in, in pick 71. So I just, well, it was 74, and then I just was like, you know what? Macklin's still on the board. He shouldn't be. I'm taking them, and I'll just wait one more round for the quarterback. I got Eli, who's a good starter for a 12-team league, and a lot of people project him to have a good season. I'm happy with Eli. I mean, you know, if I could, I'd I'd, uh, upgrade a little at quarterback, but I'm not desperate. So um, I think I have a very good lineup and uh, decent uh, depth uh, on that roster. Mike, I want to introduce you
3: show and, and uh welcome to the show and uh um uh ask you this they had an annual um dinner or brunch or whatever it was that the cowboys have every year um, um, orlando scandris got emotional uh because uh quite naturally he 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 tore the Achilles and he'll be out for the rest of the season um but he got up he got award i, I i'm I don't remember what worry he got, but when he uh, got up there to um, um, make a uh, acceptance speech for it, uh, he got emotional because of the fact that uh, his, his health, his, his state of his health. Um, but the other question I got was, I mean, not the question, but the other thing I wanted to say was your boy, number the old 88, not the new 88, your boy, uh, Mr. Irvin, the Mr. Hall of Fame Michael Irvin, uh, pretty much um, – was emphatic that the present-day Cowboys need to step up and win, win, win this thing. More or less, he said, "You got to win this thing. Every, every, all the stars are supposedly aligned, and you're supposed to win this thing this year." Putting a lot of pressure on your team. Um, uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, I know you heard about it.
5: I mean, uh, he, he he's, he's not really he's not really putting pressure on i i saw him in this mathematical breakdown, but other teams can do that too who who won the super Bowl four years ago Oh, um, and uh
3: eleven. Two thousand and ooh, who won it in two thousand
5: eleven we we have the we have the fan on the phone over.
4: <laughs> oh. yeah. The only thing that gets confused Is it for the year Or for the season What's that Yeah, You know what I'm saying So I think it was the 2011 season And then the Giants won the Super Bowl In 2012 I think it was I can't believe I'm getting old Because I used to know that stuff like you wouldn't believe
5: uh, Who won it four years before that
4: <laughs> Well uh, Yeah the It was day. Year, yeah, it all
5: over again yeah, exactly. So that that number thing—I mean, you can look at it one way; you can look at it another. I'm, I'm just hype. Michael Irvin is hype, but they got to do it on the field, man. Right? That, that's all I'm believing in.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, uh, it's very interesting. Well, I would say very interesting, but uh, um, everybody thinks that the uh, um, your team has a strong shot to. Uh, take it to the next level and get into the actual Super Bowl. Um, um, I know you're an avid everybody, Cowboy fan.
5: Everybody wants number 50, man. The golden 50.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, I know you're an avid Cowboy fan, and uh, but I want to, you to give me a real real um, reality-based answer uh not a fan based answer on your 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 thoughts on uh your your realistic um shot of your cowboys getting to to Super Bowl fifty.
5: Right right now it all depends on, on secondary play. And the couple of our guys have already went down so hopefully that front seven can generate a whole bunch of pressure. I'm I'm anticipating that I'm counting on it. But um, as far as record-wise, I, I see us either going 10-6, maybe 11-5. That line, somebody has to emerge. I don't know if it's McFadden. I'm hoping it's Randall because I drafted Randall. I'm hoping he gets the start. If not, I'm going to regret that pick. But one of those two guys will have to, have to make the move for us to keep that run going, keep the play action going. We got great receivers. turns, wins, and stepping up big time there. Uh, I think it's going to be a breakout year for uh, Gavin Escobar. I know it wasn't, it's going to be down the snaps a little bit, but we got to get some production out of Gavin Escobar, and that, that two tight end set. I, I think we're good. This is the first time Tony has been uh, fully healthy in the season, so I, I think we're going to it with a big chip on our shoulder, but I think 10-11 wins is feasible.
3: Okay. Jeff? Uh, what is your realistic uh, thoughts on uh, your team now? I'm probably going to um, talk to you guys again about this come next Thursday because that's the when really the NFL season kicks off. But I'm asking you tonight, what's your realistic thoughts on what your team, what you think your team can?
4: Well, um, do, Gi- do, do Giants still have some questions on line on the lo- offensive line. Uh, uh, Flowers, the rookie think people uh were uh unsure of him but he's looked pretty decent. Um but some of the other spots um and then you know if somebody gets injured they don't have good depth. Um you know uh Victor Cruz looked okay for a while but he hasn't been practicing. You know, um I I know he he was great for twelve games but I just something about uh Beckham Junior um and he hasn't looked good in the preseason. Um, uh, hope we didn't get a big head, a bigger head in the off season. Um, uh, I mean, I, 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 he, he just talks way too much. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of these guys talk, but you know, if you're going to get penalties and whatnot, then don't do it. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. just, that's, that's what I don't like about it. If he could keep his head and whatever, I'd be fine with it. Um, but, uh, a great talent. And, uh, uh, got some questions with the pass rush, thanks to JPP. Um, they've, been, uh, they've been having a lot of problems with safety, and that that's, uh, that's important to the defense, of course. Uh, I'm glad Spagnuolo is back uh, as a defensive coordinator. But if they don't win this season, um, you know, this might be the last year for Coughlin and maybe Jerry Reese. Um, but the thing is, um, you know, uh, and the Giants, the last two super wins, prove this. You don't gotta go out there and you know have a fourteen and two season and win the Super Bowl. You you could be ten and six, get hot late in the season, kick butt in the playoffs, and boom. You I mean, easier said than done, but you don't have to be dominating. You just gotta get hot late.
3: Okay. Um, you got. That, uh, did I
5: come on? Did I come on too late for the uh, the Redskins' gym scandal? Or did you guys well,
4: already
3: coming up? I, I, Mike, I didn't even think about that, but since you're down in the DMV area, and I only got uh, um, um, I didn't get, even get the full story. I just, I think I caught the tail end of it, and I really didn't delve into it to see what happened. Since I have you on here, and you're down in that area, um, why don't you lay out the whole thing for me, for
5: us? Oh well, uh, supposedly. <laughs> Uh, the new GM, uh, McLaughlin, or McLaughlin, I don't know how you say it, man. McClung, right, right? the new Redskins' GM, his wife actually sent out a disparaging tweet to one of the local reporters here, who, who's no longer a local reporter. She works for ESPN Diane Rossini. And everybody was wondering, well, how did she get all these exclusives and all these uh, Redskins' exclusives and breaking stories? And there was a plan by McLuhan's wife. That she was given blowjobs to get all these stories. Who was? Something she tweeted out. She t- she, uh, she said that Diana, Diana Rossini, the ESPN reporter, right. was, was given blowjobs to to get all her stories. Get and this out is of here. A tweet that she sent, she sent to her, <laughs> along with some other dispersion words. It, it's a crazy story. I mean, Google it when you get a chance and you get off the air uh, the, the Redskins had to come out and issue a statement. Uh, the wife had to also come out and issue a statement uh, with track on everything that she said. and She apologized. It, it's just a crazy story. but it, it seems like the Ringling Brothers, bottom of the belly circus is right here in Washington. My friend. This has been a well, strange, strange off-season strange off for the Redskins. Well,
3: speaking of that, Now, I know you guys have been paying attention to what's been going on uh, with the uh, Redskins uh, and all the craziness about Robert Griffin III and and, uh, uh, all the things that have been said are being said, and now he's – the debacle of he had a concussion – and it was cleared, and now he wasn't cleared. Now he's got to wait uh, until he passes, and then being um, demoted to the uh, backup quarterback and Kirk Cousins being named number one. Jeff, give me your thoughts.
4: Wow. You know, um, I would have liked to have seen uh, Griffith be a little more successful because he was a guy who looked very promising his rookie year, and you like to see exciting players, and that's what the league needs. Unfortunately because of the injury and uh he hasn't developed so you know it's a results business and uh you know um y- you know the guy who they trade up for making the big bucks is going to get every opportunity to 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 be the starting quarterback but uh unfortunately uh he didn't impress uh I don't think he's a bad guy maybe he's a little immature he's got a little bit of an ego but Hey, nobody's perfect. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't think he's a, a bad guy. Um, but I don't know him personally. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, um, Cousins, a lot of people liked him coming out of college. He hasn't looked so hot. But, I mean, uh, it, it's hard to believe that they're going to pay RG3 $16 million or whatever to hold the clipboard. And, 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 you know, if that's the case, they're going to have the camera on them the whole game. Um, I, there's a chance I heard they might cut them because if they don't, then they're going to be obligated to pay them for next year or something like that. I'm not sure exactly. So it gets kind of complicated. But, you know, for what they gave up, to trade up to get them and all that money, I mean, what a disaster. Um, you know, uh, it just goes to show you how important that position is. And if uh, you invest a lot and it doesn't work out, it really sets back the
5: franchise.
3: Your, your thoughts, Black? Hey, I,
5: man, uh, at this point, I don't know what the residents are going to do. I know RG had to come out yesterday and talk about a, a, a tweet somebody had put out and that he liked it, and he had to retract that saying it was one of his interns. uh so. Every day is just a new story with the Skins It's hard to follow because there's so much tomfoolery going on with them. But I can't, I can't see them just paying Robert Griffin just all the clipboard. I, I think he'll be a cut casualty, or he's gonna find his way back and go into the field somehow, some way. But I, I can't see paying the guy that much money and him just sitting. I, I, I can't see it.
3: Okay. Well, we come to the end of the show. I want to thank you guys for for uh joining me tonight. Um people. NFL season next week, a week from exactly a week from today is going to start. I, I reiterated again that the New England Patriots and Tom Brady are going to be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in in Foxborough and probably unveiling their uh uh Super Bowl 49 uh um uh banner. To kick off the NFL season, and Mr. Goodell usually is at that at that uh, um, game is not going to be at this game. Uh, that's always been uh, established that he's not going to be at the game, and um, there is no um, word on what game he's going to be at. I would think he'll probably be at some low key game. Um, I would, <laughs> if it
5: was me, I would, I would be at a. Can you imagine game. Roger Goodell at that game, yeah. and, and forty, fifty thousand fans holding up many That that would be a nightmare for Roger Goodell. I'm yeah. glad he signed out. Yes. So,
3: well, that that's going to be a, a, another thing that that's going to have drama.
5: Anytime he's going to show up
3: at a game, I can guarantee you. Anytime he's going to show up at a game, he's going to catch, he's going to catch hell. So. Uh, yeah, he, he won't he's
5: better it. not pop his hands in Dallas. If he does break out, he better be on that suspension list. That's all I'm going to say.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, I, that's going to be another ongoing saga of where Rob DeGadell is going to show his face uh, to um, kick off the NFL season uh, with the commissioner in, in attendance. Uh, with that being said, uh, people, uh, thanks for listening, uh, Black and, and uh, Micah and. Um, Jeff, thanks uh uh for another great show and co-hosting with me. And uh we'll be catching the rest of you next week, eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time, as always, as the NFL season kicks off, uh and the NF- and the uh, FSP crew show will be here uh to talk about it. See
1: ya. Yeah. Mr. Anka, right. fantasy sports and politics crew, yeah, check. Fantasy Sports and Politics Ain't no other talk show hot as this Cover every sport and we get it all right Log on the site, you can listen tonight Talk about the game, who in first place You can even call up, state your own case Football, b soccer too Log on, ain't nobody stopping you It's Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, yeah, come on Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Uh, Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, lock on